Welcome to Detox with D-Rich, where we talk and learn from inspirational members of our community and beyond. Now, from the Little Apple in Manhattan, Kansas, a man that is more perspiration than inspiration, your host, Derek Richards. Welcome back, everybody. This is another episode of Detox. I am your host, Derek Richards, and I am very thankful for everybody out there who has found this podcast. I think it's kind of fun and interesting to meet some really, really cool people here in Manhattan. Today, we have an awesome guest in the podcast studio. We have Becca Strom. Whoop, whoop. Hey, Becca. How's it going, Derek? Becca's a good friend of mine. We know each other. We work together. Yes. She's a fantastic real estate agent. Well, I have a really great broker. Stop. The best broker in town. Okay. So. You can say that again. <laughs> okay. Um, and Becca and I, we've, we've known each other for, for some years. You moved away. I did. And that's going to be part of your story. I, I want to get into talking about what it's like being a coach's wife. Yes. And how you and how you do that so well cuz you support Jordan so well. I really appreciate that. I'm he's the best. He's a great coach. What more do you want right? in, a, in a partner that thinks you're the best? That's great. He is. We uh we're very blessed. So, yeah. So we'll get into that and we'll get into your life, but I'm just thankful that that you're here on the podcast. Well, I'm thankful to be here. So thanks for having me. And I'm not worried about you your you being uh shy either. You're, no. you, you're good with the gab. Yes, thank you. Have you ever noticed that about yourself? That you that you you can you can really get in there. Yeah, I I mean I feel like I try pretty hard, but I like getting to know people and you have to be able to dive in. And you're always around people, especially with your previous job working at MCC, Manhattan Christian College. Yes, still work there part time a little bit. A little so bit. a little bit of dabbling there. You have been so yeah, so what's been going on this week? You've been He's been making a lot of meals. Uh, yes, through with our church right now. We have VBS. Okay, which is for all the non Christians out there in the internet world. That's vacation, vacation Bible school. Bible school. Yeah. So I am in charge of the food. Um, like to say that it's my specialty because with all the basketball boys, you know, we we get to throw down in the kitchen a lot. Okay. So That's we got to be able to feed the people. So I have lots of big pans that probably. A little excessive, but, you know, I got to be prepared for when, you know, boys walk into the house. So you enjoy cooking? I love to cook. I really do. I think it's therapeutic, but I also think just the blessing to get to serve people. Mm-hmm. I just love that. So when you're when you're making food for your family, uh-huh. is it like main course, couple side dishes, or are you just like a one course uh, cook in the, in the kitchen? Um, we usually have two sides that, you know how impressive that is? Thank you. That's really impressive. I don't, sorry, shout out to my wife, Corey Richards. (laughs) She's a great cook and I love her cooking, but she's always like, Derek, do you want like sides or something? I'm like, no, I'm fine. This is great. This is fantastic. She always thinks like, you know, she has to be, you know, chef Boyardee or something like that. Right. Well, I have a son with food allergies, so mm. I'm probably pretty aware when it comes to just making sure diet-wise, yeah. we stay in line um, with that. So yeah, and I just enjoy it too. So 
You got to eat your fruits and vegetables. That's awesome. Yeah. It gives Jordan all the energy he needs to be coaching at Manhattan Christian College. That's right. Yes. Um, so let's let's start back. Let's go back to the beginning. Who <laughs> okay. are you and where are you from and how are you here? In Manhattan? Uh, yeah. Or okay. yeah. Just how are you a mom and a basketball coach and taking care of a of a, a kid that has some food allergy issues? Like, yeah. how did you get here? What, what did, where did you grow up? Yeah, so I grew up in Wichita, Kansas. Um, came here to Manhattan, to MCC, Manhattan Christian College, for college. Uh-huh. That's where I met Jordan, and then we got married. How did you decide that that was your college to go to? You know what's really crazy is that I decided like a month before. I really didn't know. Because isn't it more expensive to, it go to, to go to a private expensive. school? And... I mean, for anyone paying fully by themselves for their college like I did, whoop, whoop, shout out. Wow. Um, just paid it off. So that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, private college life. But I thought I thought everybody was, was holding off on paying off their college debt because the government's just going to pay it off. Well, you know, I'm just, I maybe I'm old school. I just, you know, I I got some traditional that. values. Yeah. Try. Uh, you know what? I accrued that debt, so I got to pay it off. That's It's a great feeling too. Like I, I did that, Good you for know. You. I paid for my own health insurance through college, Preach. my car. I did that. You know what I did? What'd you do? Nothing. My parents paid for everything. Oh, man. So, anyways, What a blessing. It builds character, too, I guess. Maybe. No. Shout out to the Richards. <laughs> yeah, go Dan and Mitzi. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, okay. So, but uh, again, like how, were you thinking about going to K-State? Were you thinking about going to Wichita State? What What were your options? Um. So, I actually went and looked. I, w- I was on the dance team in high school. So... Um, Drill team, tap dance, drill team, modern, modern dance. Mm, Not really my vibe. Drill team. Yes. So so. what inspired you to be a dancer? I just, I was always in gymnastics and dance growing up. And so it was just, I just really enjoyed, you know, enjoyed the beat. Uh So, um, letting loose, but I thought about doing that in college. I, I really didn't know where to go because neither of my parents went to college. Uh So, um, it was kind of hard to decide, but I didn't grow up in a Christian home. So I really, I think that's what, where MCC won me over of like, I wanted to have those values and I wanted to be around other people who could kind of help challenge me and grow in that and my faith. Um, but also, you know, it was still close. My grandma lives in Junction and my aunt and, um, we just have family around here. And so I'm really close with my grandma and she was close by, so Lots of food and free laundry. So save those dollar bills. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what won me over for sure was being able to have that. Okay. So that's interesting. The thought that you have some traditional values kind of naturally ingrained in what you want to do. Some people usually don't really discover that till later on in life. And um, from what I know, You've you you've had a little bit of a, a rough upbringing. Yes. So how did those traditional values still stick? You think? Probably a lot of it comes from my husband. Um, just his family. Their his parents are absolutely incredible. Um, very close with them. Yeah, and but you didn't weren't married before you went to college. So I'm saying the traditional values of wanting to go to a Christian college or better, yeah. better yourself. Where does that come from? You know, my dad a lot growing up. He really talked about like 
you know, I'm saving this money. I want you to go to college. I want you to do better than I did. Uh He started college. He just never finished. Gotcha. Um, So he was like, you know, I don't want you to have to own rental properties and, you know, work multiple jobs. He had a lawn mowing business for a while. And so he definitely, you know, taught the value of hard work. But he's like, you know, nobody can take your degree away from you. And really, you can get paid more, you know, just you can just better yourself by doing that. So I think really, that's probably where I wasn't necessarily like, yay, college, I want to go because I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And really, I graduated. You wanted to be on the drill team is what you yeah, wanted. To yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Drill team, you know, of America. Was there a movie that inspired the drill team? Was it, was it bring it? What, what, what's the one movie? Bring it on? No, I just, you know, that's what we had at the high school that okay. I went to and I just enjoyed it. Yeah. So I was, I think I was pretty good at it. So sure. Yeah. I, I wanted it. to be an actor. So, you know, we all had the creative, you know, um, bone in our body to try to express ourselves. But now you have a really cool podcast. Now I have a really cool podcast, which yes, this is, this is the best I can do. So that's what I realized. You're killing it, Derek. You're killing it. Thank you. We have tons of subscribers (laughs) and uh, I'm very thankful for the thousands of people out there listening right now. But, um, Okay, so you're at MCC. You meet this guy named Jordan. Yes. Or did he meet you? So the actually, the first time I met Jordan, I didn't care for him. Mm-mm. And so... I'm not about that. I got a little sassy. Yeah, he's not... No. And he's I, not going to work. Yeah, I told him. I said, I'm going to pray for the woman that you have to marry. And <laughs> here I am. Is that the Christian way of offending people? Like, instead of like, you, you, just, you just say, hey, I'll just pray for that for you. I don't know. I was just so <laughs> flustered, you know? And I just, it just kind of came out. Like I was so mad. I couldn't quite get words out because he just had why offended did he ma- me. Why did he make you mad? What so did he do? I, so I was going into the cafeteria to get lunch, you know, and it's not very large at MCC. And so I'm, my roommate, her friend's brother, who he played on the same basketball team with, was sitting there. Mm-hmm. And so... I walked into this conversation. So this conversation was already being had before I even knew. And all I really caught was that we were talking about marriage and babies, which was kind of crazy to me because, you know, I'm 18 years old starting college. Like, this is very serious. Yes. And so, you know, they were saying like, oh, I want two kids or, you know, different things (laughs) like that. And he was like, yeah, if if my wife gets um, pregnant, you know, I, I'm not going to be in the delivery room. And I was what? like, that's really rude. <laughs> and he was like... Something an 18-year-old would say. Yeah, he was like, well, each to their own. And I was like, um, I will pray for the woman that has to bear your children. So it's always funny because when we had our two kids, then my father-in-law would come into the, you know, the room, baby's uh-huh. born, and aren't you so glad you prayed for yourself? So he just really <laughs> loves to rub that in. So Wow. So you've, you've told the story a couple times. People know about it. That's good. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because, you know, now we're we're married. You I are. prayed for myself. So Well, you have done some pretty good work being a coach's wife. And I like to dive into that. And just, yeah. So uh, not everybody has that perspective or gets to live that life what is that what does that life really entail what 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 was kind of the first uh maybe shock that this is really what you're signing up for man that's a really or just what the journey how's how's the journey been being a coach's wife um we are very blessed sure. we have had some 
absolutely incredible boys over the years. Um, That's good. And it's just really awesome that, you know, for a short stint, we get to be a part of their lives and such a critical part of someone's life. I mean, you're trying to figure out what your career is going to be. You're trying to figure out maybe who you're going to marry or what you don't want in a spouse or maybe, you know, if you're going to play basketball overseas. I mean, there's just so many life, big life decisions, you know, before you're living with mom and dad, now you're out on your own. And so there's a lot of decisions to be made. And it's pretty awesome because, right, you know, they can call mom and dad or, you know, friends and stuff. But here we get to be, you know, kind of that first line of um, defense and person that they go to. We're on the front lines and trying to help them. You know, Jordan this week, he's helping one of his players doesn't have a driver's license. So he's been taking them, you know, to go pass his driver's license test. And so I'm assuming there's not as many funds at a, uh, Christian college basketball athletic department than like say a D one athletic yeah. department. I'm guessing it for you, sure. You're wearing a lot of hats and doing a a lot of things on campus with these kids for sure. And we get very creative. Um, but we're also everywhere we've gone, really every school, there's been a really good supportive community. Um, obviously MCC is my alma mater. So I think they're exceptional. We just have a lot of really good donors specifically to the, to athletics at MCC. Um, now, now Jordan's first, assisting coaching job was here, right? At MCC. Yeah. So he was a player and then he was, um, coach Condra. He was his assistant who we played for. And we just, we still adore to this day and respect. And then you guys actually took a trip to the, to the North. We went, we went to South Dakota. Yeah. That was nice and warm. Perfect. Perfect weather. Yeah. It snowed like six inches <laughs> on Halloween night. I remember Harper was little red riding and Pierce was a baby. So he was, you know, the big bad wolf in his fleece jammies. And uh, it was miserable. It was so cold. Now, was Jordan assistant coach there or? He, he was an assistant coach, but he was also a golf coach. Oh, okay. So he kind of wore two hats there. Um, how's, how, when's the golfing season in North Dakota? You know, it it was interesting. It was just cold all the time, but they had this indoor facility so oh. they could practice. Oh, nice. Indoors. It was it was very cool, but they're they're called these domes, and mm-hmm. so th- they had just built one at the campus we were at, and so it was inflatable. It was very cool. Neat. But th- this is very common up there, which we didn't know. Um, but yeah, it was really great weather all the time. So you're being a mom. Being a mom and being a, a coach's wife, yeah, and being a wife, yeah, I'm sure those are two different things. Yes, coach's wife seems to be like you are part of the responsibilities of making sure that team is taken care of and loved. Yes, and, and getting to know the kids, making an insane amount of cookies, you know, because like, what if someone, <laughs> you know, is having a bad day or something awesome happens? You know, I feel like I need to have cookies in the freezer, right? Mm-hmm. Like prepared to pull them out or. Um, the lady at Dylan's, one of the bakers, she knows me like, she's like, Oh, you're here for what, what are we celebrating? And I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> like I buy enough cupcakes or, co- <laughs> you know, cakes, you know, how are you making cookies? Uh, so I know that your son has some food allergies. Yeah. How are you making cookies without eggs? So 
a lot of times I have like two pans that are separated out that okay. like the toll house. I know I'm, I don't make them from scratch cause I can't have the <laughs> eggs in my house. So I what have, can, the, what can't you have in your house? So eight, we don't have eggs or peanut butter. Those are just two killers. We, we don't have them anywhere in our house. And when we say Pierce is allergic, we're, we're saying like one to 10, he's, nine to ten allergic like can't be around that. yeah like get him get him out of the room he's eyes face swells up eyes rolls back very slow shallow breathing epi pins out oh my gosh um we've only had it happen one time and that's actually how he discovered he was so severely allergic yeah i was wondering like when at what point did you decide or find out that something's wrong so about six months old we started introducing foods and his cheeks would get red and you know, we lived up in South Dakota at the time. And so winters there, they're real harsh and kids, a lot of kids there lack vitamin D. And so uh, it gotcha. was pretty normal to, you know, have that dry skin. But every time we fed peaches or, you know, different things we would introduce them to. And it was just really challenging. We tried all these hmm. different milks and non-dairy. And, you know, I know it was just a few years ago, but at the same time, like, you know, we're in a really small town, so we didn't have as many options. So I actually remember my in-laws could get things here for us and they would send them to us, you know, to try. I mean, we, at one point we were paying like $60 a container Wow. for formula. And, huh. you know, we need three of those a week. Wow. So kid ain't cheap. No. So it, and then it didn't work. And so he was about nine months old. Our doctor was like, you know, let's see. Cause he, he didn't sleep well, never mm. more than four hours at a time, like the whole first year of his life. So, you know, we're just for, you know, strung out parents. And so we end up, he was like, let's get him some protein in his diet, our doctor. So fed him egg, Jordan, you know, I had made it. I went to work. Jordan gives it to him, turns around, put the pan in the sink, turns around and Pierce's eyes rolled back. He's oh not shallow breathing. He's freaking out, you know, rightfully so. So scary. So scary. And so then we realize, okay, we're going to do an allergy test. I, you know, we think he's got some severe allergies and sure enough, and he's grown out of some, but also gained some. So every summer we do his testing and Cause you know, he gets poked and blood drawn and it's, it's a whole process. So he gets worn out. So we do it in the summer so he can, you know, go home, usually takes a nap and he cries a lot. Cause who likes to be poked? And where's the, you know, where are we at with like technology and just science on all this stuff? Is there, is there hope for, for Pierce as he gets older? Do you think his body will adapt or change to these sort of allergic reactions? That's the hope. Um, and, you know, it's interesting as I've read a lot, I'm not a doctor, but I've read a lot and have talked to different people, doctors and stuff about a lot of times they say, especially in boys, when they go through their hormonal changes and uh -huh. puberty, those levels can shift. And so something can kind of happen, corresponds with that. He just grow out of it. So that's kind of been our, you know, hopefully here and, you know, soon we can maybe see some of that. But every summer he sent... he. A lot of, most summers he's dropped something, but then last year we kind of added a few. So oh, that stinks. It does stink, but he's also allergic to grass. He like any long haired animals, <laughs> trees. He's got, you know, uh, allergies like trees? seasonal. Yeah. 
What? All different types of trees, um, environmental things. Um, it's really fascinating. You know, I, I always feel like that mom, like, you know, he gets invited to someone's house. And so I'm like, you know, <laughs> please don't have eggs or peanut butter out. You know, how uh-huh. many animals do you have? Can you kindle them? Like, you uh. know. So I'm like, can you just come to our house? Because this is what <laughs> can like control the environment. Yeah. So, yeah. And he's he's eight or not? How old is he? He's seven. Oh, seven. Okay. Yeah, seven and awesome. Well, that's gonna be yeah, and a baller. He loves to balls life, right? Ball. He yeah, he loves to be in the gym with dad's boys and dad, and he'll you know we have one of those big sweepers and. He'll sweep the floor sometimes before he gets his shots <laughs> up, you know. He thinks he's an 18-year-old hooper. Yeah. So, I mean. Did I see something that he, he made a comment that he might like baseball more than he likes basketball? Yeah, he, so we're playing baseball. Uh, is, is, that, is that allowed in the Strom household? Yeah, we'll, we'll allow it. We, of course, <laughs> we want our kids to have their own likes. and um, But, yeah, he just, he loves it. He thinks all the gear is so cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, We'll go to, you know, Dick's or Academy, and he's like, I just want to check out the baseball stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's like, check out these sweet shades. What about (laughs) this glove? He's like, you know, wants to coordinate. And Uh so we love seeing that, you know, he's finding something kind of on his own, and he's pretty good at it. I mean, this is first round, but, you know, he can catch the ball. He got a hit the other night in his scrimmage. So I was you know, at VBS cooking. So I didn't get to see it. So it was kind of City staring league? at my mom. Was yeah. it City League? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jonah, uh, my eight-year-old is, uh, he just had his first game this week as well. How'd he do? He did okay. He, uh, he batted well, um, but it's just, you know, it's City League. And that, yeah. and there's, because of COVID, uh, no kid had any practice last year. So right. we're, we're dealing with kids that are like so far behind Right, and we're doing we're doing machine pitch. So the machine's pitching, and it's That's it's really tough. it's really difficult. You can tell just like everybody is behind and doesn't understand the sport very well. Whereas you get that one year of a full season, yeah, you get how the the whole concept of baseball works. Right now, but, did I see him at first tee at the at the country club doing some golf in his polo? He he was at first tee at okay. Colbert. Okay, yes, and um. He, I I came home and he said I love I love golf. Well, it sounds like Pierce. He's also he loves golf. So nice. we should get them for a round. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Wildcat. So we're members at Wildcat. Us too. Well, there. Oh, that's right. Because I've seen yeah. jo- I've seen Jordan on the loves golf. He he carries the the kids' bags for them. He's so nice. <laughs> I was like, I'm beyond. not that nice. You better carry that bag and not complain. Or yeah. We're not coming back out here. Well, then you might not want to golf with Pierce. <laughs> it gets too hot. He's a little bit of a diva. So, uh, I I'm I'm I just kind of want to paint the picture of like Pierce's sensitivity because I heard that he can't eat with the other kids at the at the lunch table yes. at school. Yeah. And that just breaks my heart. And that's got to be tough. It is tough. And you know what? He's been pretty good. Like okay. we've That's good. We've So really I don't need to feel sorry for him. I mean, you know, we all have quirks to us, you know, and we can either embrace it or we can just be down about it. So, yeah. Good good attitude. Yeah. We just want him to know, you know, hey, this is what makes me unique and special. And yeah. And you have a daughter, too. I do. I have, you know, she's in charge. She she is. Yes. She runs the she runs the house. 
<laughs> she thinks she does. Um, <laughs> I have to remind her where she gets that sass from uh-huh. from time to time, you know. So, does she pray for you? Say, hey, mom, I'll pray for you. And um, usually, it's um, I'm not when she's upset with us. You know, she doesn't. She'll call us by her first name when she. <laughs> She'll tell us like, hey, I'm upset with you, so I'm going to call you Jordan. Oh, man. And so that's always fun. But well, yes. it sounds like, you know, she's got to find her control, right? She's got to find where she can have control. Yes. She can't have control all the time. Yes, for sure. For sure. That that happened with my son okay. and, and his baseball hat. Do you remember this story? Yes, this is a good story. You he, should share. Yeah, and this is good because Will will listen to this podcast and uh, he'll be mortified that I'm telling. Shout out, story. Will. Hey, Will. <laughs> will Rich. Um, he had this long, beautiful, long hair. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, for a long time, he he didn't want to cut it. It was, it was his thing. And... Uh, Gosh, I don't know. Should I share this story? I feel like I'm. Hey, Will, I apologize. I'm going to share the story and the details from my side. It's fine. And you're going to have your perspective about it, and that's that's good too. Does so. he still have his podcast? Uh, no, Wes does. That's my middle. Okay, Wes does Dream. Fiesta. Sorry, Will. Yeah. So, uh, no. Uh, but maybe he could be a guest on there and share his sty- side. You know, I'd love it. Yeah, I'd love it because I'm probably going to get this wrong. But anyways. Mm-hmm. Grandma came over okay. and, and took Will to go get a haircut. Okay. And Will being the first child and always having to do the right thing, yeah. even though he doesn't have to do the right thing all the time, right? but he wants to, uh, he said, okay, and he got a haircut and he did not like it. He did not like it so much that he did not want us to see the haircut. Oh, no. I, for like three months, he wore a hat. He wore a hat every day. Wow. And to me, as a parent, this was a very like defining moment, like in like, how am I going to parent my child? Am I going to let that kid wear a hat every day? Yeah. Defile my instruction? Yeah. Or, or, or what are we going to do? So we got, we got, I got pissed. I got mad. I was like, you are taking that hat off. Like, yeah, that, this is ridiculous. Like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna. You, you're just gonna have to deal with a haircut. It grows back. It's not a big deal. Yeah, fought tooth and nail. So we let him have the hat. Okay. He wore the hat everywhere. <clears throat> it was so cute. Corey and I would even um, go to his bedroom at night when he would fall asleep, just because the hat would fall off. Oh. So we would finally like get to see him. Yeah, and we thought it was so cute. Man, I, Corey's going to correct me. I think it was three months. It could be even longer, but then one day, okay. he just walked down the stairs. And the hat was gone. The hat was off. Now, was it the same hat the whole time? No, no, because uh, here was the problem. He had to go play basketball. You don't play basketball with a, a baseball yeah, hat. Yeah, it's hard to hoop with that. So, so then we we, we kind of became partners with him and go, okay, hey, what are we going to do? Like, we yeah. got a basketball game today. And I, and I wear like headbands when I work out. I said, well, what if you wear a headband? Yeah. And he was like, okay, I'll wear a headband. Okay. So then it be, kind of came this like, this relationship, like I'm helping him with this thing. I honestly believe that it was just him needing to control something in his life. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and he even didn't know that's what it was. But I think it just kind of came out and like that was a thing. And then honestly, when that hat came off, uh-huh. Will has been, he was the greatest kid before, 
but he has just been our relationship just blew up and get, became deeper and uh we understood each other more just because we went through that together yeah so i love that anyways. i love i love when you talk about your kids because you're just you're in tune with them and i love that i try to be i still do the the weird dad questions where I ask questions weirdly and yeah. I'm just trying to connect and it doesn't, it doesn't, that's being awesome. It doesn't Derek. land. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, I appreciate that. Especially coming from an awesome mom who not only do you parent your kids, but I'm sure you're parenting a lot of young adults that are not making the best decisions in their lives at 18 to 22. You know, I don't know. I'm not their parents, but I'm there for, you know, life talks and support for sure. But you also you and Jordan mm-hmm. lived in the dorms. We did in a men's dorm for two years. On campus. On campus. Everybody knows where this dorm is. It's right by Burger King. Yeah. My kids thought the Burger King sign was the moon for a while. <laughs> they were toddlers, to be fair. Uh, you had two children in there in yes. a dorm. Yes. And what were you responsible to do? Like, what, what was, what was, why are you there? We are, we were the dorm supervisors. Okay. So job checks, cleaning their rooms, you know, hopefully making sure the building, I'm sure some people would like for it to burn down because it's so old, but to it, not burn down. It, um, it, it is, it is real. Like, yeah, yeah, it it was, I, you know, there's like parenthood tired and your first baby, but that was like on another level. So is it just like butts and you know shirtless dudes like just walking around everywhere like smells so our apartment you had to walk through a lobby and through like down just real quick across a hallway so we you know modest is hottest kind of policy so they'd have shirts on while they walk to the bathroom and gotcha they were great we never i never really encountered any awkwardness or i sometimes late at night i would get texts like hey mrs strom don't come out of your apartment or <laughs> If you do, can you give us a countdown? I'm like, I don't want to know what's going on. I'm just going to turn. I would have like five fans in our room, you know, because I didn't want to hear. I would wake up and there'd be like broken mop bit, mop buckets, you know, because uh-huh. they would have like mop bucket races down the hallway or just all kinds of crazy. Um, Did you love that? Did you like being in the chaos a little bit? Man, you know what? There's some awesome boys, and we have lifetime relationships. Are, when and are they men? You see, you say boys a lot, and I'm wondering. I'm just curious. Is that yeah? When do they become men? <laughs> when, when they uh, when they move on. <laughs> yeah. So what you've experienced is is very boyish. Is maybe yeah? You know, they're just squirrely, and they're they're awkward still, and you know, don't really know how to you know spit some game at a lady, maybe. <laughs> so we got to talk through that. You know what's appropriate, and you know not always text you can actually call somebody or like no not anymore yeah it's all on it's all text message you know just shout out to all the 18 20 year old boys listening that's smooth like you want to be smooth you should just talk to somebody Ooh, like face to face yeah it's a real thing i don't know yeah it's like another level that's what all the cool kids are doing you know (laughs) and i'm cool because you know got all my boys yeah that's right you're learning that's right what was the worst night in the being a a dorm parent or a what what I'm sorry what what was your label again? The dorm supervisor resident hall supervisors is R H S. Sure. Oh, so they didn't use the acronym or R 
like residence hall. Super, yeah, not generally. Mom and dad, we would get sometimes. Give me a good story. Give me a good story. What was... You know what? There's. I don't think I can share some of those stories. <laughs> well, share the ones that um, you can't share. But probably, this was kind of terrifying, but there's all these old trees, you know, downtown Manhattan. And we had... We have this big conference that happens, and so all these youth kids, like middle school, high school boys, stay in room. So it's like exposure to the college. It's a recruiting tool, but also they get to go to this weekend camp, you know, so they get to have this spiritual mountain high, you know, fun weekends away yep. from. So we have all these boys in here. It's just, you know, utter chaos. And so there's one youth group that, you know, they kept, we were staying in the dorms or not staying. So, you know, I'm doing all this cleaning and prep work and trying to make sure, you know, everything looks great, you know, putting our best foot forward. And it's Sunday morning, Jordan's gone. And I woke up and I just had this weird feeling like something was off. And so all these youth groups, you know, had left early in the morning to go uh-huh. home. And so there's four lobbies. I go into the basement and I realize that this youth group, they had broke a window. So it's like right outside. This is, you know, late fall. I turn around and there's like four squirrels. I'm in the basement lobby and they're just like staring at me and I'm staring at them. Are they eating Burger King? And they just start going crazy on the wall. And like, I have to run up this whole flight of stairs and it was like my kids didn't sleep, you know, because we it was so rowdy in the dorms the night before. I'm so tired. I haven't had any coffee. Like these squirrels are just running crazy. Uh huh. There's no. So I'm texting our group text for our RAs. I'm like, somebody please go get the squirrels. <laughs> oh, I, I start getting all these texts. Yo, Miss Strum, we're not there. Sorry, Miss Strum, I'm out of town. So, no RAs. Mm. So I have to deal with these squirrels. Did you get the squirrels? Just got a broom and kind of swept them out of there, you know, like <laughs> shooing them. I'm sure when I came out of that basement, like I had crazy, you know, like Amazon hair. And I just. You're the squirrel lady. I It was. But they, it was so terrifying because they, they weren't afraid of me. Mm. I mean, they were like kind of getting chippy back to me. And I was like, (laughs) okay, I don't think you understand that this is my house. (laughs) I live here. I have to protect these boys. Like, get out of my house. And so then I, you know, found some cardboard and like, you know, taped up this like makeshift and we went to church. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, they're going to eat through. I'm going to have like a thousand squirrels when I get back. And so one of these freshman boys, you know, he had woken up late. So you knew he wasn't going to church. So I was like, hey, you're going to stay guard and watch that no squirrels. So he just like set up his gaming system and I came back. He's like, yo, Miss Strom, we good. I was like, okay. So, but it was like, just all those random, you know, it was an adventure. Every yeah. day I didn't know what we were going to wake up to. And it always seemed like, I always told Jordan, you know, some at the time I would give him maybe say different words, but it always seemed like everything would just break loose when he would leave. Uh-huh. I'm like, this is not cool. You can't, you can't travel anymore. It's really Jordan's fault. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But yeah. The squirrel thing, that was, I was kind of scared, you know, what they attack me or I don't know. Diseases? Diseases, like what if they just go crazy? I mean, we would have bats there sometimes. Yep. Deathly afraid of bats. I don't do bats. I I got, I'm conditioned to bats now because I had bats in my house. Okay. 
And when we remodeled it two years ago, we had gutted the upstairs. So the bats were, the bats had easy access to get into the house. And bats are, they know exactly where to go. They're so sneaky. They're so sneaky. They know quiet. They know exactly where home is. So we would be sleeping on the first floor and then the bat would fly down on the first floor Mm -hmm. while we're sleeping. And then there'd just be a bat in our living room where we had our bed. And yeah, I would be completely freaked out. Like, what am I going to do with a bat? But then I became pretty dang conditioned to like, like, all right, I know how to deal with this thing. You know, like crocodile hunter or something like that. Like, I know how to deal with crocs. I know how to deal with bats. And I would. So I I can call you now and be like, Derek, I got a bat. I will grab my racquetball racket and head on over. Okay. But you're not supposed to kill them. And that's. And that's what. And that's what happened is I wouldn't. I would catch them. Yeah. And then I would throw them outside. But guess what? They would come right back through the house. So then I stopped letting them live. Sorry. You know, the other problem is too is that. Trash can. You have a big house, you have a beautiful house. To find the little hole that they probably got through, it feels impossible. They could have slid through a vent. Like it, they're so. It is pretty incredible. I've, I, we had people over that couldn't find the access point. Um, so yeah, you just get that racquetball racket out and just go to town. Yeah, that's a Jordan, hundred percent. I will go get a hotel. I'm not. I mean, you know me. I'm pretty like I can handle. You're tough. You're tough. But man, that's like another level. Like mm-hmm. I just they. Yeah, they just freak me out. Yeah, they're gross. I think after living in the dorms and dealing with it, it was like, I'm out. Never, I don't want to do this, so. So, okay. So you went to the Dakota lands. Yeah. And then you you got a job back at MCC. Jordan did. Yep, he got, he came back. As an assistant coach again. Yes. Right. And And then he got a head coach job. At Dallas, yeah. And you left me. I'm so sorry about that. You left. You you became the greatest uh, real estate agent in Manhattan, Kansas for two oh, years. Oh, wow. That's okay. And, and then you went to, you had to go to Dallas. Went to Dallas. Yeah. The and, big city. Uh, went to the big city. It was a blast. We loved it. We loved Mav games. We loved the kids' schools. So South Dakota and Texas, which were, where would you like to? Dallas for sure. Okay. It was so much fun. Top golf. I mean, all kinds of fun stuff to do. Really awesome zoos and aquariums. I mean, you're so close to Fort Worth as well. And Jordan built a team there too. He did well. He did really well. Went to, took to national. So the year before we were there, um, hopefully I don't butcher this too bad. Um, He's got, you know, the steel trap memory. (laughs) Uh, But they were like two and 32 the season before. They were Mm. real bad. Gotcha. And then we took him to nationals. Jordan did that first year. That's sweet. Just turn around and then um, I don't. I, they finished like fifth or sixth that year. It was it was a fun group of guys, really energetic. Um, and and we had a one of our players. You know, he was from Dallas and he was here, and so we got to bring him back to Dallas. So that was fun because his mom was there and he had a son. So that was fun to just get to bring him home, you know, and still get to play ball and and work on his degree, you know, those types of things. So that was, we had a lot of blasts in Dallas. And then you finally came back home. Yeah, we pulled, we, we came home. That's you know? awesome. To get the head coaching job at MCC. Yes. You know, it was kind of one of those things out there is always maybe director. a dream. I'm, I want to make sure yes. I'm getting all the things right. Athletic director, men's basketball coach, rock star. Yeah. Gotcha. So it should just say Jordan Strom, rock star. 
It does. So yeah, he's, he is, you know, I know I'm his wife, but he just cares a lot about his players and the students and he just does a really good job and he cares about, you know, more than just the round ball. He cares about them as people. And how, so how do you then, um, oh gosh, deal with maybe the wrong question, but moving a lot can't be easy. No, it's not easy. Especially when you got kids. But you know what? Coaching is, you know, it's kind of like military wives. You're either in or you're out. Like there is no lukewarm, half-hearted. You just have to be in. And the thing is, is I think when you really dive into the deep end and you build those relationships and you realize how incredible it is, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, our fridge every Christmas is covered with you know, Christmas cards and, you know, we get text messages. I mean, there's still boys from previous teams that will call me and like, hey, you know, Mr. Um, how do I do this? Or, you know, I'm looking for a house and, you know, I'm trying to say, you know, they'll ask life questions mm-hmm. or, you know, we're going to have a kid soon. Like, you know, we're, you can't wait to teach them how to play basketball or, you know, sure. whatever. So it's just, you know, it goes beyond, you know, however long they're here. If it's one season, four seasons, and I think, you know, that's it's really important and it's powerful. It's, I mean, how blessed are we to be called to this and to, to get to do this. And, um, and we just, we love it. Mm-hmm. We love those boys a lot. So, and where do, where do most players for, from MCC usually where are they recruited from or oh, all where does over. Jordan have ties with? I mean, we have a kid right now from Alaska. Oh, wow. We have some, how uh, is that? How's that? How, okay. Maybe it's a Jordan question, but how do you find a kid from Alaska? Is he putting so out he was actually tape a, he was a yes. They okay. have those that happening. Um, there's you know they transfer in because he was here stateside. Okay, and he was playing, and then he transferred to MCC. Okay, so so he's here now. Well, actually, for the summer he's okay. in Alaska working. Okay, um, and it's kind of funny because it's like we never know when we're gonna get a text from him, and then you know once he gets service, it's like five texts, you know, in uh-huh. a row. So it's kind of fun because we're like, oh, you know, he must have service now, right? But it's just funny to think about, like he lives so remote, uh huh, that you know the distance. Like, what, what position? What what position is he? He's a big. He's a big, yeah. So, five or four, just, yeah, yeah. So, he's a good kid. And you had a you had a hard season this year, didn't you? We did have a difficult season. We uh, um, try not to cry if that's okay. That's okay. I'll look away. Um, so we had a, a assistant coach this year. It was his first year. Um, just a really incredible young man. Um. Lots of really good life talks. I mean, we we're just really making some progress. But he played at MCC. Mm-hmm. So he played one year's last year um, for Jordan. And then he uh, decided he wanted to get into coaching. So he was one of Jordan's assistant coaches. And he, um, you know, there was that cold streak in February. And he went home and saw his family. And he was driving back. And unfortunately, um, he passed away. So. Gosh right in the middle of, you know, starting tournament time and, and all of that. So, um, unfortunately it's not the first time we've had to walk down this road, but definitely for Jordan as a head coach. Um, yeah, it was a lot. And you know, too, our kids, it's, it's a lot on them, you know, Pierce and 
and Harper really struggled with that and, and, and Pierce especially, um, you know, he's just our more emotionally kind of in tune. And, um, so yeah, that was challenging, right? Cause, and we let him take a couple days off from school and probably some people don't get that, but you know, we needed time to grieve and to process and, mm-hmm. and to be together. And so I think I made like 600 cookies that week when they went on the road. Cause I was like, here, you know, you're not supposed to emotionally eat, but here's yeah. a bunch of cookies. Um, you know, and then you have these this basketball team where their parents aren't here to comfort them. So, yeah. So now you're comforting. You know, it was players. absolutely incredible. Is we would get phone calls. We had when we went down to nationals this year in the midst of all of this, which is just incredible. Um, one of the moms had made these bracelets, and so we had this hashtag LLCW Long Live C Web, and so that was pretty incredible. Just you know, people would make food, you know, for the road trips and just people from all over really came to support. We had parents reaching out, sending us cards, mm-hmm. um, you know, lots of people in the community, um, shout out to my team at Alliance Realty, really supportive. I mean, you saw me in those couple of days. I'm not really a crier one to show emotional, but that's, that, that's been a tough road to walk down for sure. And so, yeah, yeah it's been, really challenging um how's the team responded to that adversity you know it's interesting because you have some guys who have played with him and kind of you know was alongside of him his whole career you have some who you know knew him for six months because they're freshmen and they just came on so you know it we just had to take it case by case and um you know also huge shout out to my husband of just you know having to be the athletic director and, you know, respond on that level, but also being the coach and, you know, kind of having, being under the microscope for both of us and people paying attention to how we respond and, and what we're doing. But, you know, we, we're just blessed with a really great family at, you know, our core family, but also family here in town Mm -hmm. and our, both of our jobs were just incredibly supportive and we've just had a lot of people come alongside of us and that's, been very helpful um in many ways and we couldn't have gone through it without all that support so well that's that's awesome thank you for caring and caring for so many people and even letting people care for you too i think that's got to be that's not easy for people to do sometimes it's just to allow people to help super hard when you're the one that's always like you know ready at any moment you know if i have boys walking into the house you know yo mm-hmm. miss drum can i get some food you know <laughs> and you know we're gonna have life talks and yeah. things like that so but it's also you know i love that you know on a tuesday i could get a phone call in the middle of the afternoon of like hey you know i'm trying to get an apartment or mm-hmm. you know even a couple of the players this year you know voting for the president you know they're like how do i figure this out oh, and so interesting questions it's yeah. uh it's just, you just never know what to expect, but it's awesome. Yeah. So, yes. Well, let's move on to your business because I think we should spend some time. <laughs> why? Are, so why? how did real estate come into play into your life? Like, how did you know that sales and entrepreneurship and... You know, I always worked in sales. So worked at a health club. I've worked in finance. Um worked in retail. I just always naturally talking to people. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that connecting to people, hearing people's story. Um, 
I love homes. Growing up, my dad had rentals, and so you oh, okay. know, learned what elbow grease was and scrubbing good toilet. Can Did do. you have to help clean up the rentals? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of work through, through changeovers and stuff like that, and just yeah, it it was a lot. And so, um, actually, when I was 16, my dad passed away unexpectedly. Okay. And so he had a very large property, and so couldn't get it sold. And so actually. So I was 18 and then I was about to go to college and we had an auction to sell it. And so it was kind of like if it didn't sell, then I might have to wait a year to go to college kind of thing because we needed, you know, to to get rid of that. So actually I owned as soon as I turned 18, you know, I owned some real estate. Interesting. And so um, that was we just, you know, it was kind of in rough shape. It had tenants in it. And so we we uh, my uh, my grandparents helped me. We you know, got to work, cleaned some toilets and cleaned wall. I mean, you know, cleaned it as much as we could. And, um, again, learning the value of sometimes you just got to do the hard things. And, and you started a really neat, uh, program, pour it forward. I thought that was really cool when you started your career. Yes. I love pour it forward. And what is that? So I, just bless people's day with a cup of coffee. So if you wanted to nominate someone, I get to show up and they get to the person I'm going to visit, you know, a lot of times will tell me about their business. And I've just met some really interesting people over the years, which has been fun um, and hear about their business. But then also, you know, in the middle of the work day, they can have a smoothie, a tea or coffee. Yeah. It's really fun. And it just, so you meet with people and then you ask them, Hey, who do, do you, you want, want to nominate? Who do you want to nominate? Yeah. That's cool. So it kind of passes on the, yeah. the lineage and the, yeah. link, the link of it. Yeah. Are you still doing this? Still doing this out, out, you know, delivering those cups of Joe. So <laughs> thanks to Radina's, it's usually where I'm going. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. It is awesome. I love it. It's just fun to meet people, right? Because I want, you know, I try to, I am a genuine person if you really know me. And so I want my business to reflect that. And so I don't want, you know, I know there's some great ways to meet people in the community and different events, mm-hmm. but um, it's not really my style. So I just decided to create my own thing, figure out my own style. My and own some way. people are like, why are you bringing me something for free? What do you want? Yeah. What, what, what are you trying to sell me? Yeah. I really, I don't ever really talk about real estate. I mean, unless they ask, sure. but it's, that's not what it's there for. You know, it really just started. I had a friend one day, I was having kind of a day and uh, she brought me a cup of coffee and it was just, it was refreshing. I really enjoy it. I felt awesome, you know, and after you, that. You got to, you got all the way up to the president of Kansas State University. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was That neat. was really nice meeting him. Um, shout out to my friend C. Clyde Jones, who's oh, now yeah. a good friend. Big He's a big gym rat. We see him at the gym all the time, <laughs> lifting big weights. Yeah, C. Clyde. That's right. He's awesome. So. How do you know C. Clyde Jones? Through Pour It Forward. Oh, okay. That's yeah, awesome. That's how I met him, which that's is cool. pretty fantastic. He's kind of a big deal in this town. Yeah, but he's the nicest guy. Maybe I'll get him on the podcast. He would love that. He Who's can... your recommendation? Who do I need to get in here? Oh, man. Let's I put think you on the spot. I, I think I gave you my recommendation. You should get the one and only Coach Strawman here. Oh, Jordan. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Good. So we can, you know, we can discuss schemes and offensive yeah. and defensive uh, strategies. Because I know so much about basketball. You're opening a can of worms there. So watch <laughs> out. You may, you know, he'll never stop talking. And, and the most important question today, uh, who is your favorite basketball player of all time? 
You know, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this because you know who I'm about to say. Who is it? You know, I just really love Rajon Rondo. Oh, my 2008 God. Boston Celtics. Because, <laughs> you know, that's my squad. Them Celtics. How did you become a Celtics fan in all of this? Because I like to win, Derek. Do you like the color green or something or like leprechauns? Is I mean, right? it does bring out my eyes a lot. But, you know, that's my. Are that's, you a Patriot fan? No. Are you a Tom Brady fan? Oh, no. Okay. I don't like cheaters. So you so you just fell in love with the Celtics. Man, there's just, have you, I mean, have you been to Boston to a game? There's have, nothing like it. No, I've never like been to the it. Garden. Oh, is it, is it the Garden? No. Yes. Is it the Garden? Yes. Boston Garden? I mean, there's just nothing like it. The crowd, the people, the energy. It's on another level. And I've been to a lot of, you know, pro basketball games. And so that's one thing I have not experienced is is the pro basketball. And it kind of ticks me off because I'm looking at all the like during the season, none of the players play anymore. They're always hurt. Yeah, that is tough. Like, you know, if I'm going to go see, you know, a Lakers game, you know, Anthony Davis or LeBron James is always. Who cares about LeBron? Who cares about LeBron James? Just the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, I'm pretty sure that MJ has something to say about them. I would agree. I would agree. But yes. Yeah. Especially now that now that he's out of the playoffs right now. LeBron. I'm just saying Mike would have hung tight. And Raja was Rajon what whatever yeah Dijon sorry um he won a championship last year with LeBron James he did he is respect he is one of few players who have done (laughs) who's done it at Boston and LA yeah so that's crazy yeah I just you know he just you can see on the court he sees the game and just a different level and he's just always a step ahead and you know people say oh he's not a scorer um have you watched playoff rondo because that dude he scored 45 points in a game against lebron let's not where's he at now he's who's he playing for now he's he's in between right now we'll figure out where he's gonna go next oh is this season over yeah oh but who was he with last year this year do you remember i don't remember i remember seeing him on on espn somewhere but yeah i think i think they they did just get just get booted out of the playoffs but do you have any questions for me, Becca? We've been just getting to know you all day long. <laughs> uh, Derek. Yes. What is your favorite part about Manhattan, Kansas? I mean, you've been hmm. a townie. You've been raised here. Like, what? what's the coolest? Or maybe I should ask it this way. Yeah, Let that, me that's really this. broad. Let me change it this way. What has been the coolest thing over time since a kid till now you've seen change-wise in Manhattan? Hmm. That's interesting. Um. It's hard to say because, I mean, obviously, you know, you experience different things at different times in your life. You know, being in college, you experience the, the Aggieville scene, campus, yep. performing. Um, that was really fun. Um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know, I don't know how to answer the question, you know, directly, but I will say this, I'll put it this way. I have, since I started running in the last two years, yeah. the one thing I've really enjoyed is being able to run all over Manhattan. Like, it, it's just such a good perspective of the town when you leave your house and then you can run to the other side of town yeah. and then run back. Like, it's just, I don't, know if, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. It's just, it's interesting to be able to feel the streets. And I'm always walking down south of points i love the houses down there you know and that's usually the rougher part like just homes aren't as you know 
as pretty as other yeah. parts of town, but I love it just because I think it's really neat that Manhattan has a lot of culture and um, a cool vibe to it. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's been fun. It's been cool to feel the vibe on Linear Trail and just kind of experience Manhattan in its space physically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's something that not many people get to do. So I guess my advice there would be there is something spiritual or just there's something to experience about Manhattan if you just got out and walked yes. around and experienced the different yes. streets in a, diff- in a different way and yep. take time to walk by certain places a lot. I, I've really enjoyed that in the last two years, just being able to physically decide to walk around Manhattan. Now, that's, can that's my we answer. just address the fact that you started your running? Uh-huh. But then along the way, you've been inspiring people what? to get, uh, like myself, oh. I got to run the half this I year. I inspired you? Was yeah. That it? Remember I had, we had our yearly meeting, we were talking about it. I said, Derek, I kind of been thinking about this and uh-huh. you were like, let's do it. You and did so, it though. Way to did go. It. it was, you know. We, we ran the half marathon and shout yes. out to Kristen Phillips too, because she ran it with us as well. Yes. And she was such a good accountability partner. Yes. She's this, that steady Eddie. She's calm, <laughs> but she doesn't run with music. I still, that just baffles me. It doesn't make any sense. No sense. Those people are too happy with life. I just, they're I mean, too content. I have lots of things to think about, but <laughs> what happens when you're just mentally like, this is rough. I just want to drown out the pain. I just want to drown out my breath. Like I yeah. love it. I, I can notice when I'm run without music that like I'm I'm slower because I'm thinking about my pace. I'm yeah. thinking about everything. But when I put a song in, oh boy, I can actually get into the, the groove yeah. and enjoy the run. Oh yeah, absolutely. Way to go. Look at us. Yeah. We're running. We're running. Well, I'm not running anymore because I'm done with the race. So I'm doing other things, but yeah, you're yeah. still running. Though. I'm still running. I got it. It's you know, hot though. This is a really hard time to run. It is. But you know, I've been getting up earlier. I yeah. like getting up earlier. I just, you know, kids are home for the summer and they're up early. And so I like, you know, it's just that clarity. Um, and where you live, if you just hit Kimball, right? that's a great run. Yep. Because it's long. And it's really easy to cross the streets, and it's not going to slow you down. And yeah. there's really not many people on those. There's sidewalks. a lot of neighborhoods I can run through too, which is fun to see hmm. different. You know, there's yeah. off Snowbird there. There's bigger lots and just a variety of you know architectural builds over there. But then you have you know from Gary to James kind of region. Yep. You can go all the way to Martlat and the Rogers edition. I mean, there's just so many. But then there's a bridge, you know, under Seth Child, you can go up into oh, yeah. Candlewood. I mean, there's just, there's so many options. There's some hills. Yeah. Those can be rough, but yep. you got to do it. If you went up to Hudson mm-hmm. on Kimball, that yeah. would, that'd be a pretty good workout right there. Yeah. But then I you would go, like to then come you go down. down. Then you yeah. go down. But yeah. then you have to go back up around the roundabout. Yep. That's so right. So I really like the run, you know, up by, so from Stag Hill, down over Miller Parkway, and then there's that big trail. People maybe oh, yeah. don't know about that. I ran that one day, yep. and you're like, that Super hill. Steep. That, it's like a mile long, though. Oh, so yeah. if you're a runner. I've done it. You, I've done it many, many times. It is. It's a good test. It is a good test, and you feel incredible. Yeah. You feel absolutely, it's that runner's high. Well, Becca, thanks for coming in the podcast studio. Yeah. We're out of time, okay. and this has been good. It's been good to, to hang out, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep hanging out. 
as as we sell houses. Well, you're the best broker. Oh my gosh. Best broker ever. Get him a mug. <laughs> I, I, here, hold on. Yay! <laughs> All right. See ya. Bye. <laughs>